Hi, we're Sarah Susov and Rachel Rawlinson. You're listening to the Stepping Forward podcast, where we discuss all things step parenting, including difficulties with stepchildren, former spouses, finances, custody, and more. Rachel is a speech-language pathologist. And Sarah is a school psychologist and a coach to step-parents. Together, we have over 15 years of step-parenting experience and over 21 years of combined experience working professionally with children. We've been on very different journeys as step-parents and as women, but we have found we have a lot of common ground. We are here to support and help you along your step-parenting journey, as well as work to destigmatize the role of step-parents because we are not wicked stepmothers. Right? Maybe wicked awesome stepmothers. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? As step-parents, sometimes we have to toot our own horn because it feels like we're the only person in our corner. (laughs) It completely does. It's so hard to feel alone and to feel unsupported and to feel unrecognized, unappreciated in your family. And all of those things can happen when you're a step-parent. Definitely. And it seems like everybody thinks they're an expert in step parenting. <laughs> and I know parents feel this way too. Everybody thinks they're a parenting expert. Uh huh. You know, we hear a lot of things like, you knew what you were getting into when you married him. Or My least favorite thing to hear from people because you have no idea what you're getting into when you marry somebody. And there's no way you ever could, no matter no. whether they have kids or not. Yeah. So um, one thing that has stuck with me throughout my step parenting is when I was in grad school for speech and language, I took a counseling course um, because some of our work in speech therapy is counseling. Um, We definitely have outlines to when we would refer to a psychologist (laughs) or a a counselor. But um, one thing that really stood out to me was the data on how much of a difference having a support group of peers can make not just for a person who has a a disability, but also for their families. And that Uh applies to people in any situation, really. Yeah. When I was a step-parent, when I started out as a step-parent, there was nothing available that I could find online. Mm -hmm. And a friend and I were talking about how there wasn't any support for people. And so I think Facebook wasn't quite around then or hadn't joined it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started a blog to help meet people. And I think that's actually how we met is I think you found my blog, Mormon Stepmom. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Think so. Yep. <laughs> so, and then Rachel had a group on Facebook. Um, I don't know. It was a few years into it. And then we connected that way. So providing help and support and kind of networking for step parents is huge for us. And it's a huge thing that you need for your mental health and to recognize that you're not in this by yourself and you're not a bad person. You're not a wicked stepmom or a wicked stepdad. That's not quite as much of a thing as Wicked Stepmom is, but you're a good person doing your best and trying to raise kids that aren't your, yours and love them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I agree with that 100%. And I remember at the beginning of my stepmom journey, um, and it was only about four years ago now, that um, I felt lucky because my older stepsister, my, sorry, my older sisters are also step parents. And they had a lot of really good advice and they were a really good support. But at some point there was so so much going on that it was overwhelming for them Mm -hmm. to be there for me all the time. Um, It was a lot of weight on them. It was a lot of pressure on them. It was bringing up old memories for them because for them, (laughs) their kids are older than mine. I'm the youngest in my family. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
I remembered that class from grad school and I thought, I need to find some support. But I was in rural Utah at that point, And I'm like, who am I going to turn to? So social media was where I went. And I found some Facebook groups for stepmoms and stepparents. And I kind of went gung-ho at first. I joined way too many. Uh-huh. Um, it was uh-huh. my whole feed for a really long time. Yes. But as time went on, I was able to weed out those groups that didn't fit me, didn't fit my personality, gave maybe some feedback that was not productive for Mm -hmm. our situation. And I was able to find a few really good supportive groups. Um, I also was in some mom groups at that time. And I ended up leaving those because so many moms, so many dads did not understand the role of step parents and were so judgmental in those groups when I would ask for help and advice. And it's a tough place to be in. Yeah. It is really hard. I think everybody has an opinion, like you were saying earlier, on what you should do as a step parent. And the only opinion that really matters at the end of the day is yours and your partner's because you're the ones who are actually doing the work with the kids and living with the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. I've found the same thing. There's so there's a lot of step parenting groups on Facebook that are supportive, mm-hmm. um, but some of them are not as supportive. And some of them are like, ah, oh, just get your partner, divorce him, get out of there. And that's their go-to for yeah, everything. And that is not... That's not productive. No. And it's I not mean, our direction. <laughs> yeah. And unless there's abuse going on, it, it really shouldn't be an option. So um, at least in my opinion. Yeah. So <laughs> I have a lot of those. You'll find out. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people have opinions about what step parents should do and also what step parents shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And everybody's opinion is different. And I think really quick, the thing with that is a lot of people's opinions about what step parents should and shouldn't do completely conflict each other. You should love the step children as your own, but don't love them like your own because you're not their mom. Remember that. Mm -hmm. And so it's tricky to navigate all that. Oh, it's so hard. And I, you know, a lot of, for me, what I've discovered is that I, I want to make sure I'm on the same page as my husband. Yep. And I also want to make sure I'm giving the kids what they need. Yes. So I like to get that feedback from my kids. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you do know I have a really rocky relationship, if you can even call it a relationship, (laughs) with my stepgirl's mom. And if I, you know, jumped at everything she said, I would be off my rocker at this point. (laughs) So there are things that she wants me to do or doesn't want me to do that directly conflict with what my spouse wants or what the kids themselves have asked me for. Right. And I've learned I have to go with what works to build my relationship with the kids and where I can, I encourage their relationship with their mom Mm -hmm. and with their mom's boyfriend as well. Uh I want them to be happy. I want them to have those supportive adults in their lives. And I, I wish that it was, that it worked both ways sometimes. Yep. That totally makes sense. I think there's kind of, for women, generally speaking, there's a competition aspect between women. And when um, people get divorced, I've seen that a lot, that there's a struggle between the former spouse and then the current spouse or partner. And it's really hard for women, especially I think because we're so invested in being mothers to let go of part of the raising of our kids to someone else that maybe don't we don't like or we don't 
um, no, or we just wish wasn't in their lives because we want to do it the way we want to do it all the time. And I think that can lead to some problems in step parenting and co-parenting together. Um, and it takes a really emotionally healthy, mature person to say, I'm going to do what's best for the kids and for my relationship with my partner. And that's the consequences that I get to live with at the end of the day. So I'm going to make sure that they're ones I can deal with and not demands that are unreasonable a little bit. Definitely. And, you know, I haven't always been there. And even to this day, sometimes I'm still not there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I will talk a lot about self-care, I think, in, in, yes. our, in this podcast. Yeah. And I have to take those moments and step back. And you know what? I write the mean message. I just don't send it. Exactly. I've done that <laughs> so many times. <laughs> it's like, if I don't get this come back out of me and written down right now, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> and but actually a really healthy way to deal with it because you're getting it out. You're not stuffing it down and suppressing it. And then all of a sudden later when you're highly stressed, everything is like all over the place because you can't deal with it anymore. Right. Because that really escalates the situation. Mm -hmm. And I've been there and yeah. I've done that <laughs> and I have unintentionally escalated an already bad situation. Yes. Yeah, and it's hard to recognize how as stepmoms, sometimes we get in our own way too. We'll talk about that and how we can cause problems in that relationship that don't need to be there and how we can solve that by changing a few small things around. Absolutely. Um, I think a really big part of being a step parent is making sure that you have the support that you need mm -hmm. to be healthy and be there for your partner and your stepkids and your biological children if you have them. Yep. Absolutely. Self-care is huge. Um, taking care of your mental health is really big. Therapy can help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I encourage all of those things because you have to be happy with your life and yourself. If you're not, then it's going to be a struggle for you to co-parent or parent effectively. Absolutely. And I I plan on talking a lot about boundaries as well. Awesome. And I'm sure you've learned <laughs> a lot about those. <laughs> so much more than I ever wanted to. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned therapy. And I think that working with a therapist on your own, with your spouse, with yeah. your blended family is a really great way to get some feedback on what healthy boundaries are yes, and how you can set them in your own situation because mm -hmm. everybody's situation is different. It's true. And I think that's what I've seen the most, that things that work for one family don't work for another family because their goals are different and their values are different and what's important to them is different. So it's hard to say this rule applies to every single step parenting situation. If you follow it, you'll get these results. Right. There's no one size fits all, <laughs> but there are definitely some strategies that can improve almost any situation. Mm -hmm. So we will work on some of those throughout this podcast as well. We're excited to share that with you. It's going to be so much fun because we've done a lot of things that haven't helped us in our step parenting <laughs> and made a lot of mistakes along the way. So hopefully we can save you some. <laughs> Trial and error, uh -huh. I tell you. <laughs> um, another thing is that we want to be able to provide a support group for our listeners. So we on Facebook, you can find us at Stepping Forward Podcast, and we have our page, but we also have a group that we're starting, a support group where we are members and you will have access to other step parents. Mm -hmm. um, right now, it's just barely beginning. So please feel free to go and join that, answer those questions on there, and 
And we have to tell you about one of the questions because we <laughs> speak professionally, but sometimes we struggle to speak a little bit. And so we recorded the introduction to the podcast multiple times. And one of them, Rachel, accidentally said, are you step-parent? Are, so, step are you step-parent? <laughs> so we were joking. We're like, do you even step-parent, bro? Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of the questions. And you'll see that oh, when you get to the group. <laughs> and I'm like, we need t-shirts that say that. Yes, we I really love do. that idea. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> like water bottles. <laughs> yes. Oh, Sometimes it feels like step-parenting is all-consuming. It is. It's in every aspect yeah. of my life at this point. Yes, it does tend to take over. And I'm a little bit on the opposite end because my girls are turning um, 18 and 16 this week. Mm -hmm. Well, this weekend, next week, the 17th and 20th. Happy birthday, girls. Happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> Shout out but, to the cute girls. <laughs> but they... Um, are at the end of their journey. My oldest has moved out of her mom's house. She's lived with us and now she's becoming an adult. And so I feel like step parenting is transitioning its way mm -hmm. out of my life in a lot of ways, which is really freeing and amazing. And I can't wait for you to get there. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you will still have big family events Yep, with them. Things like eventually marriage and yes. grandchildren and and that's another tricky thing to navigate yep. as a step parent. So yeah, it's kind of once you accept this role, you're in it for the rest of your life. It's and true. It's true. <laughs> so, and I'm at the other end of things. Uh, my my stepkids are nine and twelve, and then I have a um, a son, a blender baby, as people like to call them, <laughs> with my husband. That is two. Um, so we've got a good age gap there, which mm -hmm. I know a lot of people get really stressed out about that age gap, but I honestly love it. Yeah. I love it. It's, it lets the girls show so much love to their little brother. Yeah, It's a huge bonding moment for a, a blended family. Um, I think it's great because there's no rivalry in between them as far as, as far as competition and resources. And mm -hmm. they're just so different developmentally that they can love him and support him. And, yes. Yeah. Yep. Because as we've talked about before, my two girls have a lot of rivalry between the two of yeah. them. And <laughs> I think we see a lot of sibling rivalry in all kids, but especially in kids whose parents are divorced. Yes. Um, it's huge because... They feel the need to fight for that attention right. between those separated parents. And I, my stepkids are always focused on, oh, well, that's not fair. That's not even. That's not equal. And we've had to work on that a lot mm -hmm. because life isn't fair. No. And we've promised them, you know, we've made a promise to them that we'll do whatever we can to keep things as equitable as possible yeah. to give kids what they need. But we've also had conversations about how each child is different uh -huh. and has different needs. So what we do with one child, we might do differently with another. Exactly. And it's because they're so different. Mm -hmm. I love that. We talk a lot in special education about how kids don't get the same thing educationally. They get what they need to be successful. And it's mm -hmm. the same with step parenting. My oldest needs more support um, to deal with her issues with mom and stepdad than the youngest does. And that's what she needs. And that's okay. The youngest doesn't need that. So we don't give that to her. It wouldn't make sense to. Right. And you're right. That is such a huge premise in special education. And we both work in special <laughs> education, but you know, we have um, a good portion of the population that 
does not need any accommodation, does not need extra support. They just need those supports that are already built into a classroom. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are smaller sections of the population that need extra supports. And there are no two kids that need the exact same supports. True. So it stands to reason that with your stepkids and your biological children, things would be somewhat different. It's also a fine line to make sure that you're not favoring one over the other. We are planning an episode for that. Yeah. Because we both experienced it. (laughs) Our poor stepkids. I always joke that kids are going to need therapy no matter what. It's just what they're going to need therapy for. (laughs) You know, I'm a huge proponent of therapy. I feel like everyone can use it at least once in their lives. Mm -hmm. So, um and it doesn't require a big trauma. Yeah, it's to need true. to go to therapy. Yep. Sometimes it's just something that is unique to you. Yeah. That's bothering you. And how do you deal with that and learn skills to overcome that? Right. No. So we definitely want to destigmatize that therapy as well yes. because we are both fans of the therapy. <laughs> definitely. You can say that again and again and again. <laughs> And if you join our support group, you'll see and hear us say it over and over and over (laughs) again, because I think for both of us, that's one of our first recommendations when someone comes forward with a problem. Um, Because in addition to that group setting, group support, uh, one-on-one therapy can go a long way. It's huge. Um, (laughs) So we are really happy to be here. I... I'm such a huge advocate for step parents. Me too. I love them. <laughs> I always have been because of my my older sisters who are step parents. And I didn't imagine that I would be a step parent. Yeah. Um, but then even still, looking at my sisters who are step moms, mm-hmm. their journeys are very different from each other. Yes. And different from mine as well. Yeah. It's so, so interesting to watch that. And mm-hmm. as... In my profession, I do a lot of questioning, a lot of asking, what is, what about this? What do you guys do about this? How about this? How do you handle this? And I feel like that comes in handy in working with step parents because they're so different and everybody mm-hmm. handles things differently. So, yes. Yeah, so, anyway, you guys, we are super excited. We have a lot of fun things planned to talk about. Rachel and I are going to be a lot of fun and we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> Sarah's making promises that we can deliver on. I know we can. It'll be fun for sure. You guys, before we started recording, we had like tears coming out of our eyes with laughter. So we hope that you'll be able to join us on this journey and that we can bring something of value into your lives. We love step parents. We love families. So we want to be here for you. Yes, completely. Um. So once again, our group, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, um, at Stepping Forward Podcast, and on Twitter and Instagram, we're at Step Forward Show. We also have an email. Do you want to tell them about that, Sarah? Yes, it's steppingforwardpodcast at gmail.com, and you can send us an email or a voice memo with questions, thoughts, or comments. If you don't want it to be on an episode, let us know. We're happy to not put it on there. But if you send us an email and don't say that, then we might anonymously put your questions on the episode. So Absolutely. 
one of the biggest parts, like we mentioned, of being supportive is that we hear from our peers and we are your peers and you are ours. We are all step parents. Mm -hmm. And that validation that comes from somebody who knows where you are coming from <laughs> and feels it in their bones when you say that you're struggling with something. Uh -huh. It's powerful. It is extremely powerful. Super helpful to have. So we look forward to talking to you more. We look forward to helping you out. And in the meantime, happy stepping.